You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Save the Hip Hop Culture Radio. This is Sector 3, sitting down with the homie, Concept. That's right. Con Dizzle, 71 Fizzle. What up, though? <laughs> What's cracking, brother? We're back. Uh, I, I hope you guys enjoyed the James Brown tribute. I heard I heard good stuff. So, Ooh, I liked it, too, bro. I was listening to it at work. You know, and my wife's like, up and B-boy. I really enjoyed it. It was kind of short. And that's what, it's a little bit under an that's hour, but I, I didn't because... James Brown was of the era where songs were like 13 minutes long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you go and you look them up, it'll be like, uh, and this is not one of them, but it'll be like a, a Man's World Part 1, Man's World Part, part two. 2, just because <laughs> it was it was so long. But these weren't really like songs. They were like melodies and like yeah, compositions. Right. And You know what's crazy is that when, when we're just talking about, you know, how, what we're going to do for a show, I was trying to get a good feel for what songs you know some good break beats some good tracks or whatever but the ones i was looking at you said like seven minutes got eight minutes so i was like ah, i gotta get some you know some shorter ones or whatnot but it goes to show you how like hip-hop or rap music rather when it when it was um when it was barely developing when i'm talking about rap music rap songs let's say you know they, they were actually jams and they were like 13 minutes long you know you had cold crush going 13 minutes strong no chorus you know they were just going off and that was a track when sugar hill came about you know you had you had to cut it short you know radio time and all that good stuff how do, even even going back to the b-boys now like or djs rather you had a you had a seven eight nine minute song by uh you know the jimmy castor bunch or james brown but the DJ looped 30 seconds of it and made it a three-minute piece for the B-Boys. You listen to a song nine minutes long to get 30 seconds of it and, and loop it or, or, or juggle it to get the B-Boys on, on, the, on the dance floor. You know what I mean? So big ups to that James Brown. And, and do you, again, I love doing these, right? And we do them, uh, you know, uh, we're being honest, we do them because sometimes we can't meet up or right. there's something issues. Right. So we think, okay, what would be... Uh, something that we'd be willing to present, right? And it'd be like, well, uh, uh, Dilla died today. Let's do a tribute. Boom. And to me, I like, I really like doing them because I get to learn the artist. Because you you cannot be like a 100% fan of every single dope artist that's out there. Well, there's always something you to learn. So you appreciate them and you pass and you move on and you continue. And then you always keep your favorite that you're always right, looking for. Right. But Dilla's dope or this cat's dope. And yeah, you're dope. You like his music. You don't turn it off when it comes on. But that's pretty much your extent with them. And you know they're from Detroit or blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't until I, I did the Dilla and I did the James Brown right. and I did these other things. And I'm like, I really get to know them because I have to research them, like in-depth research. And I love seeing um, the artist that... Uh, are respected while they're alive like the artists that get respect while they're alive as opposed to the artists that get respected after, after they're dead they pass, yeah. because you know what it is they're not respected because they were dope they were respected because they died 
So because they died, they're now respected, right? Yeah, they're put on some kind of, it's a whole a little pedestal. And, and it's not to say that they're not good because right. they are dope. Yeah. They are dope. But like, was really everyone really a, dope, a super dope, big fucking fan of uh, Pumpkinhead? Was it really like uh, a big old no. punk? No, but now Pumpkinhead died. Oh, you know, right. oh, that was my right. man's from day one, bro. Like <laughs> I was fucking with, I was fucking with PH from day one. And I was like, you weren't. Yeah. None of us yeah, were, bro. Yeah, yeah. But that's the point. But when you see somebody like James Brown, dude, the interviews that I that all first of all, like Michael Jackson was like, he is my number one inspiration. Like my moves are like after James Brown, like his style, his persona, Jim Prince. My number one inspiration, James Brown. Winnie Houston, Tina Turner, like J- James Brown's, like James Brown. And this is James Brown's, like alive at that time. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're asking him, like, yo, Tina Turner said, this is, and he's like, oh, I appreciate Tina. Yeah. I love Tina. So, like, that's real shit. There's the, the artistry that James Brown and people of that era, you know, because there's, like I said, there's others. Uh, but James Brown really commanded the stage, really, really um, put his band, the JBs, he put his band as a part of the show mm-hmm. you know he's on he he's on stage and everybody knows james brown the name right but he made it not so much possible but made it a point to be like all right let, let you always hear it if you hear a live instrumentation or or even uh, you're looking at a video let's get the drummer some all right drummer you're gonna come in in two and then the drummer goes off hence where you get the break beats from where the djs get break beats from because the drummer goes off and it's just that stripped down funk just just boom boom boom, boom. you know it's like ooh, that's where the b-boys come off and then the 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 trumpet you know now the trumpet gets in it's not just james james brown saying his lyrics it's this orchestra or this band going off on one man's vision you know they 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 came in and you know like uh, uh Clyde Stubblefield which doesn't get credit for the funky drummer he came in funky drummer has been sampled by public enemy by NW by everybody funky drummer and Clyde Stubblefield didn't see one penny out of that right James Brown is noted for for that but it's Clyde Stubblefield who came up with that drum break yeah i mean they were obviously dope enough for James Brown to be like i want to work with this Word person up. but James Brown was the inspiration right for a lot of the stuff so uh if you look at the description of of the um of the episode it says James there's a tribute to James Brown who gave birth to what you and me would recognize now as hip hop oh yeah Peep, dude and people, you know, like argue like, oh, hip hop, you know, it, it depends who you're talking to, but they'll they'll go back even more. Like I, I saw one with a uh, killer Mike, and he's like, oh yeah, hip hop, like 60, 69, 68, you know. And if you ask like other people, they're like, yeah, probably early seventies, you know, yeah, late eighties. Yeah, yeah. But dude, I don't know because uh, James Brown, uh, James Brown, you could consider to be a fathering style of hip hop. Bob Dylan. There's there's parts of Bob Dylan's songs where oh he's like that's atmosphere like all he's doing is rapping like da 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 stomp your feet and you're telling you know that's when you throw your hands in the air you know eddie chiba and all that did the chants and all that but james brown kind of fathered that like you're telling the crowd get up get on up 
get up, get on. And it's like um, like you see, like a uh, one of the first directors that was credited was uh, Woody Allen. Yeah. Woody Allen did something that hasn't hadn't really been done before, which is called they called it breaking the fourth wall. So if you're watching the movie, there's the left, the back, the front, and then this is the fourth one, the screen. He was one of the first directors to have his actors turn to the camera and talk to the audience, not in a play, in a movie. Right. So James Brown was the first one, one of the first ones to be like, yo, get on up, get on. So yeah. who's he talking? He's talking to the yeah. audience. And he'll, dude, he, oh, dude, I, I don't know the name of the song. I, I don't remember it. But when I, had, when I heard it. James Brown? Yeah, I remember hearing it way back. It's the very last song on the tribute, and and um, and he he talks. He goes like, uh, people people, and then he's talking directly to the to the people who call me. They say that I'm a teacher, or I'm some somewhat of a preacher. But the truth is, I'm oh. just I'm just a man. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, da, da, da. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, whoo, shit. And he's like, uh, where I'm from, nobody knows. You know, because I'm from the land of, I'm like, holy, I'm soulful, like, bro. and I turned it up. And I was like, babe, you, listen to this. And, and then, da-da-da, like, I was like, hip-hop. Like, whoa, <laughs> this is hip-hop, yeah, bro. This brother. is hip-hop's essence. You know what's crazy? Um, back in 97, I was I was a b boy, uh, b boy around ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. I was b boying a lot, um, and most of my friends were more like the gangster rap or whatever. And I not so much that I was trying to get them to transition, but hey, come out, you know, there's a hip hop event, and their thing was like, oh, who's gonna be there? Local, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, there was this group called Westside Cartel. I think yeah. it was um, it was the homies, primo. Um, and they're asking if that was gonna be the type of show, and I was like, nah, it's a b boy event, blah blah. We showed up and they were playing breaks, beat, you know, uh, 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 break beats. And they look at me like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, this is hip hop. That's not hip. That's like funk. That's like soul. It's like, that's hip hop. What are you talking about? That's what B-boys dance to. Now nah, they dance to, you know, bounce rock, skate, roll, which is, you know, we can give that to pop locking or whatever. But mm. like, nah, this is yeah. this is hip hop. So people, people don't know, and which is where Save the Hip Hop Culture, you know, that's our focus to let them know but people don't know james brown birthed hip-hop and and if we're gonna talk about the essence and care about the essence like as much as wake the flock up or something hip-hop culture does care and we understand that there's advancement and there's evolution and this other stuff but if anything we try to focus on the essence the of the when they make a law when they go like a when they when they someone makes a law right Mm -hmm. you can break a law but you can argue the case for you breaking the law if what you did is the the spirit of the law, like for like the reasoning of the law is not really applied to your situation. You can make that defense in court, and the court will allow that. They go, okay, this goes against the essence of the law. The right. spirit, yeah, yeah. the That's same thing with the spirit of hip hop. So if what you're doing is making lots of money and it's doing this, okay, cool. Which is nothing wrong with that, but if the, your essence, if your spirit is not in the hip hop spirit, then that's when you and me start saying, "Oh, well, it's cool, but it's not really the essence." And there's something that you that you you won't pick up on it unless you're involved in hip hop, right, unless you right. live hip hop, because you'll pick up something that doesn't have to be a hip hop record per se, but it'll be hip hop as fuck. You know, like uh, you listen to somebody like. Uh, dude, I've listened to some Adele shit. And I'm like, like this is dope, bro. Like I'm getting, this is dope. James Brown. Like, dude, 
that was and you can hear the the, the beginning of hip hop the, the drums the yeah. patterns yeah. the delivery the the interaction the interaction the, with the crowd or, or the or, topics you you can start hearing what would eventually become hip hop well you think right? you think like blues um, some early rhythm and, rhythm and blues that funk soul that that's all I mean technically that's street music you know because Oh yeah. yeah. And, oh yeah. And, and what's hip hop? That's it's street. It came from the street. It's for the streets. It's by the streets. Nowadays, it's household, Downey, McDonald's type shit, right? Before but, back back in the day, like you would have like the opera, and you still have the opera now. But back before a long time ago, the opera would be like what the rich, mm-hmm. what the what the rich would go and see, right? But what they didn't see was that in like in the alley in the back was the guy with the drums or the guy with the, that the, the poor people would come see. Right? They, that's who the peasants. Mm-hmm. Kings and queens would go to the opera. The peasants would have to create their own music, right? And it, it maybe not mimic, but it'd be some form of opera, right? But right. They, with a street essence and twist. And that's really what hip-hop is. It, it's a, it's a, it almost has a demeaning term to it, but it's really a mutt music because mutt meaning mixture. So like blues, soul, um, R and B, and poetry combined together, you really have the essence of hip hop. Now with everything that's thrown into it, and you, you start developing commercialism yeah, and this stuff, that's different, yeah. right? But if you're really gonna save the hip hop culture, then you're gonna have to uh, honor the very essence. And James Brown, that's why when you said, "Hey, how, you know, how would you feel?" I was like, "Oh, I'm so fucking lowly, bro!" Like. Let's do that because that is the essence. That is a See, mixture. And to me, I mean, both both you and I, uh, we're again. I use the word purist a lot, and I've been called a purist. And I myself, I don't know how to take that because I've been called that too. Um, I'm cool with it, but I'm, it's I'm, I, I'll I'll take pride in it. But sometimes I feel like they're saying it kind of like yeah. a derogatory way. Yeah, like they're trying to minimize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you only a purist. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, you yeah no. But see, yeah. to me, I would love to do a Cap Calloway special. People be like the fuck 1940s. Cap Calloway was an MC, bro. Like, and I say MC, and people might think like, oh, he was writing rhymes. No, he was commanding a crowd. He was, the crowd was there to see this dude, right? So, Cap Calloway, you yeah, know? like he's yeah. he's an MC. Yeah, 1940s. Yeah, you know, most people won't even. I, I tell people Rolls Royce, yeah. wishing on a star. <laughs> Listen to that track. What does she have? She has looping beats. She has uh, she has imagery behind her lyrics. She has bridges. She has like this is a hip hop track, bro. She might not be rapping on it, but there's there the the rhyming schemes are there for her song. The beginning, the bridges cross. This is a hip hop track, bro. Well, yeah. and, and and I think that's where um, I can't remember who I was talking to, but they're like, you know, hip hop is is innovative, and it is innovative, but you cannot dismiss the fact that. Hip hop borrowed from some of the best, and it's not all new. We didn't, you know, hip hop didn't create. I think Grandmaster Cat, and actually, that's what I was debating. Grandmaster Cat says hip hop didn't create anything, or didn't invent anything. It reinvented everything. Mm-hmm. You can get into debate, you know, because you can get technical all, all over the place. But it's true. We borrowed from even the the b boy, the dances. They borrowed from certain dances. The beatboxers borrowed from, you know early artists that were you know and there's that difference between st- stealing from yeah and paying and, homage and, and and playing homage and being inspired by mm-hmm. and also being a kin of 
right? Oh, yes. I think hip hop didn't really borrow more, but the more than it was a kin of these two. If you could have blues and soul make love and poetry, you know, like if they could, this would be hip hop is its child, right? And just like hip, just like any child, it starts with a super innocent beginning to it, right? And then it gets, and then it gets a little, and then it gets a little grimy, and then it gets a little thug because it's out there trying to figure out yeah, itself, yeah, yeah. and then it gets all drugged out because it's just out there doing its fucking thing, and then it'll mature, right? Yeah, yeah. Just like a kid, just like any, any human, any, right any, any living thing, right? Any cub, anything has its own like it's crazy, it's wild, but then, you know, and then it, and then there's um. Uh, but and then there's different branches of hip hop. You could say the southern hip hop has took on more uh, of a druggy or yeah, more of a party, thug or more yeah. of a thug. They kept that going, right? New York always was super lyrical and super. They kept that right, more maturity. And West Coast still to this day very thug, very very gangster. See, so you can kind of see it spun off. But the one thing that I think is overlooked, right, are the behind the scenes people, the Ooh, engineers. Yeah and the producer hugely right yeah. because you right now you'll when you buy uh the chronic say 2001 mm. the day it came out right it was dre on it you knew dre you knew dre was dope you didn't know how dope dre was until chronic and in 2001 right you didn't know until like till this day you can play any track of any of those two cds and it will air like it was released today it's not like you can hear like, oh, that is some old ass. No, bro. You, if someone made that today, it'd be a hit stick. True. Very true. You know, and just a little side note. I yeah. think that's why you got mixed reviews with Dre's Compton album. Yeah. Because they were expecting that feel. That, and it, I mean, it, it, I won't get into it, but it wasn't, it wasn't the chronic. It wasn't the chronic 2001, which is a good and a bad thing. Because, again, you anticipate that, that, that G-Funk Dre. And you didn't get that G Funk Dre. Yeah. But again, going back to it, the producers, the A and Rs, the people that are behind these classic albums, get overshadowed by the face on the CD or cassette. And they should, right? Because they're they're backup. They're backup to the they're there. That's the infantry soldier. These are the guys that are cooking, washing the sheets, making sure he's getting paid. These are the guys that are making sure those guys are just as important as the infantry guy. So they, they, it's cool. It's understandable. There's people behind the scenes that don't even want to be in the right. like, yo, bro. I'm gonna make my money back here, dog, and I don't have to worry about looking good. Yeah. I'm well, there's a lot chilling. of producers. There's a lot of producers that use aliases. Yeah, like uh, I can't think of one off the top. But let's say I'm a producer and be like, no, no, no. I want to go off by this name, and then you know, ten some you know years later, they come out like, yo, I was part of that album. Like, and it's a classic. Like let, uh, one pr- uh, person that comes up to mind, K Def. Mm. Some of y'all might even know who K Def is, right? Mm-hmm. However, K Def pl- played a, a, a huge part in uh, Lords of the Underground's uh, uh, first album, Here Come the Lords. Mm-hmm. Classic album. Um, up for debate. I love it. Classic album, but K Def played a huge part in that. K Def is only getting mad props just the last couple years because he's releasing beat tapes. Mm hmm. Not knowing this dude goes back to the early 90s, maybe even late 80s, right? right? Again, producers only now are making a a lane for themselves where they can release music solo, instrumentals. That, that that's not that's not old. I mean, that this is some new stuff. Ten years old to give it most of the you know to give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, again, K Def is one of them. You got Floyd the Locksmith. Uh, these these are these are uh, producers that 
noticed whether they're fed up be like I'm producing for this rapper and I'm only getting a credit in the in, in the insert they're becoming artists within themselves like I'm a, I'm going to release this on CD or whatnot but they're getting recognition uh, you know then you have your like you know I'm going back Melly Mel I mean I'm not Melly Mel um, Marty Marl he was known I mean this guy was known from Eric, from LL Cool J to Eric B and Rock I mean he was making hits left and right it got to the point maybe early 90s where the producer same as the DJ kind of got pushed back don't know why but they got pushed back and it was the MC taking light yeah you know mm-hmm. so again there's there's a, a bunch of producers out there um some that you might even look a picture you know, look at a picture of this producer and be like what the fuck like yeah. this dude was part of what yeah you know like um Paul C I don't know if you ever heard of Paul C mm-hmm. so Paul C uh, played. Well, anyway, we're talking Paul, about Paul C, right? Yeah. So these people, uh, you know, there's 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 producers out there that, for one reason or another, might have not wanted to be in the spotlight or weren't in the spotlight. Again, Paul C. Again, this, I don't want to bring race into it, but yeah. it's inevitable. Paul C. is a white dude, mm-hmm. right? You look at him, you look at a picture, and be like, "There's no fucking way this dude worked with Large Professor. Mm-hmm. There's no way he helped let the rhythm hit him by with Eric B. and Rakim. Mm-hmm. There's no way he was a part of the whole album by uh, Ultra Magnetic MCs, the Critical Beatdown, which is a classic." Paul C. Really, guys, look it up right now as you're listening to this. Look, look up Paul C. Producer. The image that comes up, you're gonna think like, "Yo, this is a glamour shots." picture like there's no way this cat dude is in any way shape or form involved in hip-hop. and that is proof that hip-hop is kind of born into some people and, and yeah, what i mean bro. is and they are born into hip-hop like uh, the, uh hip-hop the essence of hip-hop is just in some people right yeah uh and i'm not saying that these cases in particular but if you're gonna go with oh hip-hop is a black thing or hip-hop is like dude that's an ignorant statement Sounds some lord jamar shit it's, it's some ridiculous shit oh white people are a guest in the house of hip-hop it's like bro hip-hop is hip-hop they're not i guess in the house hip-hop is the house they're, the hip-hop is the house and everyone's fucking welcome and everyone can come in and everyone can build a room if they want or everyone can fucking try to burn it down. Dude, hip-hop is not a discriminatory thing because, and I love, uh, someone told me this, I think it was, uh, who was it? I think it was Cookbook who told me, uh, what is what is the, what, what does color matter to a mic? Or what does oh, color yeah, mo- yeah, yeah. matter to a trumpet? Ooh. What does color, what is, to, to a drum set? Bro, it doesn't give a fuck. If you can rock it, you're gonna rock it, right? Um, that uh uh Paul Rubin? No. Rick uh, Rubin. Rick Rubin. Def Jam, yeah. My guy. Yeah. Uh the guy that owned uh 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 Def Jam before like six people now. Uh, the the very first dude that signed DMX and signed Ja Rule and well, that's signed him, Rick Rubin. No, no, there's another dude. A white dude? Yeah, there's another, I think he might have been like Arabic or something. He had like a he had like a different accent to it. I'll look it up and I'll okay. remember it. Well, I mean, even 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 people like uh, um, I mean, we're still now we're talking '90s though, but um, Tony D, Tony D, uh, which went by like Harvey Wallbanger, um, he produced some of the illest music for Poor Righteous Teachers. Now, Poor Righteous Teachers was pro-black, yeah, but he, a white dude is producing this shit. How can you tell me? And I'm and I'm it's this is strictly I don't give a fuck. This is strictly to Lord Jamar because him and I went back and forth and the pussy blocked me. How how are you? I, I don't care, dude. I'm still bitter about that yeah, shit. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, how are you gonna say like uh, one thing again? I say it time and time again. Hip hop. When you say hip hop to me, you're talking b boying graph and all that shit. So Lord Jamar can't tell me 
Um, you can't tell What's me. What's his name? I'm trying to remember his name as I'm looking at him. Uh, uh, you can't tell me. You know, white people or Mexicans or, or Puerto Ricans are guests in hip hop. Uh, Taki One Eighty Three, graffiti writer, Batch, uh, B Boy. Like, come on, dude. Like, these people were part of hip hop before you even came in there. Like, whatever. Oh yeah. Oh, and, and, and yeah. And so now you're discrediting all the Puerto Ricans that yeah, yeah. were B Boys or, or MCs, all the all the white MCs that came. Out. Okay. Uh, so Eminem. Such is not hip hop though. He just right, but he's he just gives, visiting. See, what's funny is that he gives credit to Eminem, but ah, okay. But he says okay because he's dick riding oh, Eminem. He, yeah, yeah, yeah that's all it that, is. And that's the, I'm not gonna give more shit to Jamar. But again, going back to to, to the, the, hold on the sad part of that because I had this this discussion with Ari the Rugged Man. Uh, he agrees with Lord Jamar. Ah, oh, don't fucking tell me that. It's on the interview. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He he agrees with them. That's he true. goes, and I tell him, I tell him, look, hip hop like any art form belongs to whoever's creating it. You don't, you know, hip hop it was not complete, and then everybody's taking from it. Hip hop is incomplete, and everybody's adding brushstrokes. So how can my brushstroke mean more than yours if we're both equally painting? Where 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 does this belong? Well, See, why is this this? There's there's. Uh, we might get off topic, but there's a fine line. I understand it. I don't want to hear, and I don't even know names to be honest with you, but like a riffraff. Yeah, that's definitely killing shit. Yeah, like you're, and not in a good way. You're not but, killing shit in a good right. way. Um, but you'll have like slug. Mm. How can you discredit slug? How can you discredit Aesop Rock? How can you discredit LP? There's no fucking way you can discredit. Uh, Marco Polo, you talk producers on, now. Polo, let's Polo, talk. Actually, Polo's out uh, <laughs> uh, with Master Ace in yeah. Europe right again. Now. Yeah, bro. they're back. They're Woo. back. Okay, so well, the 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 topic of this one was uh, producers. Producers, and we're kind of uh, yeah, whatever. But, but organic, it's baby. It's organic. It's organic. Uh, uh, so again, uh, people behind the scenes that don't get enough credit, engineers and producers, and those are the immediates. Dude, I'm right now. Raskaz is dropping so on ice too. Yes, his manager. Okay. Could be a white dude, could be an Asian dude, it doesn't matter. His manager is going to have me set up and sit down with him and be able to talk again. That's someone in hip-hop who's not getting credit. The managers don't get credit, bro. They're, they're, they're DL. But that, they, they, they're they a major... Dude, They you know how many deals uh, managers have negotiated for artists to be where they are? Yeah, of course. You don't think Jay-Z had an original manager, DMX or whoever, had a manager that was like, yo, no, 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 no. This is what we're going to do. This is the table. My, art, my artist is certain. But boom. They're in hip hop just as much. Maybe their heart and souls are not in it. Maybe it is. Maybe it's like, yo, this would be really dope, bro. I mean, you can't wait to get this. You deal with DJ Premier's people. His tour manager was like, yo, we have, we we appreciate anyone trying to keep the culture alive. So anything we can do to make it happen, we will. But dude, that's someone who loves hip hop, but take a different job, different way to to uh, provide, right? People and like contribute. yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm not glad you brought that up. Um, uh, you know, when we talk producers, um. I'm personally not taking it all just producing a beat, but you know you could also go back like Ted Demi. Uh, Ted Demi was a big hip hop head, right? Before MTV, he used to work for MTV before rap music was the big thing, right? But he pushed to get a pilot so we could so they can have uh, rap videos aired. Mm, yeah, and he pushed for it. He pushed. They gave him the pilot. Yeah. It, it, it went a lot better than they thought. Thanks to Ted Dem Ted Demi, a white dude. Again, not that race matters, but a white dude. MCs and hip hop got exposed to MTV. You know, you had your yo MTV raps. Yep. Right? Yeah. What? Right. Where? Where's the credit for that? Oh, where's Lord Jamar with that? You know, I, I don't want to make it about Lord Jamar. I'm just bitching now. But no, nah, fuck that. But guy. again, like you know, cats like Paul C. 
doesn't get the credit. DJ Shy Skills, right? So I had a conversation with Shy Skills about Onyx. So Onyx dropped their first album, 93, called Back to Fuck Up, right? And everyone, and even, you know, myself, we tend to forget. And, and, and I'm first one to admit, I'm, I, you know, when I put, you know, on this day in 1993, Onyx releases their debut album, boom, 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 right? That's that. And then he came back, he's like, yo, but you didn't give me credit. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, that's right. DJ Shy Skills, Agala the Dawn, mm-hmm. had something to do with, the, the, with that album, too. Mm-hmm. No one gives credit because they're not on the cover. Mm-hmm. We tend to forget. But a lot of people, white, black, Asian, brown, whatever it is, go into making this solid album for some reason, don't get that respect. Right. And, um, or some, notification. Sometimes it's on purpose and it's agreed right. upon. Right. Sometimes the uh, the the MC just overshines it so much that it doesn't become a, a producer album, becomes an MC album. But uh, sometimes it's the opposite. So, um, uh, sometimes when I, I don't know, dude, when I listen to uh, a prime, I'm, I'm really more listening for premiere than I am for beats. Royce. Yeah. Uh, all love and respect to Royce, but I'm really on those primo beats. Like I'm, I can't wait to hear that. And then when you hear th- when you hear like Joey Badass and, and Premiere, now you're like, this is clash of dopeness. This is I'm happy to hear both, right? S- sometimes they'll get a better thing, but yeah. the ones that don't get them a lot would be the engineers because they're uh, uh, over underappreciated. Like they're like that, you know, like they, they, that's a standard. It should be good. It should be good. Right. But producers, which is what the topic of the show is, um, these sung and unsung heroes because you have your Dre's and you have your premieres where like they're the stars of the show but then you have your, like your Scott Storch which yeah. maybe uh, some people know some people don't but his beats you've heard them you've listened you know it or not you've yeah, heard them yeah. oh yeah you've heard them and that dope and those beats are super dope yeah right but he doesn't come out and go like yeah this is a, no it's just but in the back his checks of course and in the back of the CD produced by Blind Blank yeah. right yeah so tell me Give me the first producer that that you that All right. you want to so display. You, you you know concept you know yeah. and listeners maybe already know too. I'm a big abstract dude. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm not gonna tell you Swiss beats. I'm not gonna. I, I'm a fan of Primo, but I'm not gonna go like, yo, I got a Primo beat. You know, I like to give some, some of the, diggable planets type. Yeah, shit. No, <laughs> well, it's just you know that you know they're coming back. <laughs> yeah, they are, bro. I'm trying to get them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dude, off, I'd, off be so uh, bro, that. I'd be so down for it. I'm a big Planets fan, so hopefully we can get that. But <laughs> all right, all right. that's premature. Yeah. But um, you know, I like the abstract stuff. I like the stuff that takes you, you know, a, a beat that can tell you a story without the lyrics. I like that kind yeah, of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I like. I'll say it like this, and it has nothing to do with the company. It has nothing to do with iTunes or Bandcamp. It has to do with the the artist doesn't have enough followers or money to get on iTunes and he only has a band camp. Mm. That type of flavor where it's mm. like, there's people, like my boy it's Major Dynamic. So Major Dynamic is 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 a brother out in in Vegas too. Check him out. That's not who I, I picked, but Major Dynamic is a, is a producer. He's releasing stuff every month. Right, Nonetheless, right. I'll go back. So uh, the, the producer I chose, French producer, right? Mm. Hip hop is worldwide, baby. Uh, his name is Al, Al, Al Tarba. And I hopefully I don't chop up that name. Okay. The name is Al Tarba. Yeah. Uh, the track is I Hear You. Um, and it's, again, a French producer. Lullabies for Insomniacs is the name of the album. Oh, that's so good. But, um, yeah. you know, we're going to get into it right now. Yeah. Like I said, the track's called I Hear You. And it's just, it's one of those things where you can zone out. Sometimes I get tired of, of just listening to albums and I just need a good instrumental. And this is the type I listen to personally. Tell. So here it is. <laughs>
All right, y'all. So that was I Hear You by uh, Al Tarba. Again, hopefully I'm not chopping up the name a little yeah. bit. French producer. Oh. Uh, Lullabies for Insomniacs from 2015. Was that strictly 13. instrumental? It's or? all instrumental, yeah, yeah. There so was nobody on the track? No, nobody on the track. No one's rapping. It's just all instrumental. And people Lullabies tell me, like, how the fuck are you? I love that. Do you really just listen to instrumentals? Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, like, dude. Um, yeah, it's so dope, yeah. I got, I got, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name some names out. Um, Emma P., uh, which I believe is Polish. Mm-hmm. Um, he just released an album, and uh, he released it on Cold Busted, and we did a giveaway with them. But um, it, it just goes to show you how hip-hop can go anywhere. You don't have to be a lyricist. There's a lot of MCs out here that want to be a part of hip-hop so bad that they go into it saying, like, fuck, MC, that's the only way I can get on. And their rhymes are mediocre, you know what I mean? Um, and they're, you know, because we, we got MCs that, that that do beats, you know, that are producers. Cryptic one, Adam's family. He's an M- a dope MC and a dope producer, right? Mm-hmm. But um, they're saying I'm a I'm a produce my own beat. I'm a rhyme on it, and their beat supersedes their lyricism. Some cats, and I'm and I, this is me just, you know, not judging, but just you know thinking maybe that's what they do. Producer skills are off the off the hook, right? They say, well, the only way I can get on is is to rhyme. I'm going to rhyme on it, release this, and it doesn't go anywhere because, again, the beat is dope, but, eh, your rhymes are okay. Sometimes, and I've known people, they say, like, yeah, you know what? This doesn't work for me. I'm going to release an all-instrumental album. And their instrumental career, the just beat tapes, are more successful than the, you know, the lyrics. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's, um, we know what happens a lot is you start to get nervous. Right? <laughs> and this is something that I can vouch for is you don't start you don't see the result that you were hoping to see or that you thought you would see when you want to see them. Yeah. So you start to get nervous and you start questioning yourself and you're like, fuck, you know, like is this is the right way, what else should I be doing? So then you start clinging and you start saying, Okay, what else can I do to get noticed? Well now a producer might go, Okay, well, all right, I'm gonna have to spit on these. Like I'm gonna have to rap on these because that's the only way that it'll get picked up. And if they like me rapping, then they'll be like, "Who produced it?" And I'll be like, "Well, yeah, I, I did." did yeah. It'll be that. But you trust in your stuff, trust in your music, trust in your stuff, because there are those producers who have never picked up a mic and their beats speak for themselves. Exactly. Right? And then you have you have a cross. Then you have that that special breed of artist that produces their own beats. And some artists, I like my uh, good friend Edifica. Yeah, Edifica. He yeah. can't rap on his own beats. He says he, it throws him off. He says he has real no difficulties rapping over his own beats. So what he'll do is he'll uh, he'll uh, he'll tr- do is I mean he'll manage he'll manage to get it done. But he says he always feels better rapping over somebody else's beats. But he'll he'll work his own stuff and he'll manage it. But he has difficulties. And then you have artists like Tone Deaf. Yeah. So Tone Deaf is the type of artist who is too artistic for his own good. And <laughs> I've told him to, to his face. And what happens is, is he'll be the type of do that. Will produce the beat, write the beat, the beat, engineer the beat, compose the album, create the album cover. So by the time that this has happened, dude, he's ten months in. When this could have taken him four, if he just let somebody else do the drawing, let somebody else do the engineering, and he just take these two things. But he right. just wants to be right. so involved. And then even when it comes to release, he's too artistic. He'll go, no, 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 four track EP, four track Which EP. Is what he's, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then what I'll do is I'll have. Uh, Oh, each one is a different sin, right? So uh, these four songs will go to that, and then the one is a horse. Like, like I, t- I told him, dog, you're you're super, but you need to stop doing this because you're kind of you're falling over yourself, Def. Is what I told him. You're kind of tripping yourself up. 
it's super dope, super tight that you're that artistic, but sometimes you got to let other people do it so that you can get your art out in time. It, it's a certain crowd that, yeah. that'll, not not that they'll respect it, because we respect it, but it's a certain crowd that'll feed off of that, but others want, I mean, I mean, it, it is, it, you said it It'll be the hardcore fans that will follow him, but then he's taking three years to drop a new CD. Yeah. And some acrobatic took seven. It's like, Act. He's been trying to come out here too, bro. Come on, yo! Like if and he himself says, you know, I'm not the most prolific rapper, but whenever I do drop my shit, people really like it. But he doesn't drop enough shit, which is an issue, which is a problem, right? But uh, we're getting distracted. But I'm saying no, is no, like it's, it's, it's our it's artistry. The, the the artist that I picked is a, uh, um, so I could have gone with Evidence, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite producers, producer. or Alchemist, which is one of my favorite producers. Premiere, it was top. But when I was coming up. There was this producer who strictly produced. I, who strictly produced. He went by the name Joey Beats. Oh, Joey Beats. So Joey Beats was, uh, I don't know if originally, but at one time signed on to Strange Famous, yeah. the Sage Francis uh, uh, yeah. um, label. So Joey Beats had a had a a, a, a single a CD well a CD at the time, and it was called Reverse Discourse. Okay. So reverse the scores by uh, 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 the Joey Beats. His name is the Joey Beats. Is his name, and uh, just singles. And he had one or not singles, but all of them instrumentals. And he had, and there were no more of no, none of them were more than three minutes long. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. just kind of him just displaying what he had. And he had he released that whole album with like fourteen tracks with only one MC on any one of those tracks and that was super dope that's my type of beat tape. it was super dope so I'm gonna play man I can just I can just go off the rock but I think we're doing just instrumentals right so I'll just yeah. pick oh, an instrumental you can do it I mean it's all again organic baby there, there's one uh, the, the guy the guy's the MC name was uh, Robin Rock okay was this guy and that's the only track that's over three minutes long or uh, on, on three minutes something like that but it, it was so good at the time that that sparked my interest into the rest of the songs and they okay. were super amazing so Joey Beats is the producer the song is called The Clock With No Hands featuring Ramen Rock uh, Save the Hip Hop Culture Radio Let's get- as you no doubt have heard his methods are somewhat unconventional but I am sure you will come to Respect his artistry. Just leave the man alone. He will be completely authentic. He's not interested in our questions or our praise or our conversations. He's chasing an altogether different ghost. gonna cry this time, I'ma fight it Before I choke and swallow my tongue, I'ma bite it And make it bleed, takes that, doesn't it feel right? It seems like there's no one to chat to when your jaw's tight And jittery, my misery's deficient Pardon his ignorance, pa, he doesn't listen Steady clinging on my collar, a full-blown affliction Face wrinkling, worry sweat dripping My clammy palms starve over steady handshake But they're consistently gripping Nervous hands that shake What is shallow? Is it see-through? If I blindly casted an arrow Could I defeat you? I'm like a cherub with a rusted halo When my wings flap hard they can outrace a tornado I bay in the sap of my family tree I crave to set the path 
rest of my family free, afraid to see the wrath of my skeleton key. Perhaps the looking glass laughs last. So how do you do it? They call me Mr. Moody, let the sun shine through me and then spit out a rainbow. Every angle of the spectrum is touched in slow mo. Life is like a swing set, up and down we go to the place with the wonderful wildflowers grow. It's all in the mind, the effect of the placebo. So here you here you gotta wrap your guns and salute to the giving tree the fruit drops from. With the warriors walk, let's march from the earth's drum. My blood pumps to a hum. Here you here you gotta wrap your guns and salute to the giving tree the fruit drops from. With the warriors walk, let's march from the earth's drums. My blood pumps to a hum. Like a game of 21, I play the ball where it lands. I be digging my feet deep in the compost heap. If I gotta get mine, then I'ma get it dirt cheap. You better watch what you say. The walls are where it marinates. They'll jumble your words up and throw shit on your name. I wonder what came first, the chicken or the brave. It's only a matter of time before none of us behave. And I live in danger, cause I play tag with strangers. Anxious to see what lays behind these blank faces. I hold no fear against the cold stare. The Lord taught me how to hold my ground in a lion's lair. Sun goes down, take a ride on my merry go round, round, round. Dancing with the temper tantrum, strength of a bear hug. Invested in my blood, brethren, circle of real love. No matter what, I'ma stay blue collar. Dirty working man, strong soap, long shower. Attitude true, as long as my blood is blue. If you working for me, then I'm working for you. To my immediate family and close knit crew, I'd like to thank you for all the good you do. I'd like to thank you for all the good you do. I'd like to thank you, 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 you. Here you gather round, young guns, and salute to the giving tree the fruit drops from. With the warriors walk, let's march from the earth's drums. My blood pumps to a hum. Here you here you gather round, young guns, and salute to the giving tree the fruit drops from. With the warriors walk, let's march from the earth's drums. My blood pumps to a hum. Yeah, that was called The Clock With No Hands, the Joey B Conspiracy off the album Reverse Discourse featuring Ramen Rock. Secta pulled out a super abstract producer. And and to me, <laughs> dog, uh, I like abstract hip-hop. I'm yeah, all yeah. for it. But it, it wasn't my 
forte. Like I would, I'd fuck with diggable planets uh-huh. and everything, and, and soul. Soul would be kind of out there, you know. He'd do his thing, or uh, what was the other cat's name? There was a um, what was it? it was so. Uh, you know, just just like the the abstract dude, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but I really like the. I, I my my style was more the the. I don't know what you would call it, like the more, uh, like the Sage Francis atmosphere where they weren't, you know, out there. They were more like emotionally speaking and bonding. Yeah. So the beats had to do the same. That the beats weren't always for you to like, trip out on. It was more to like, uh, um, amplify what they were saying. Right. So if you listen to like an ant amp beat on an atmosphere like now that and, and hats off personally and might be my favorite hip-hop producer yeah. right so and that anti-con album too who responsible for lucy full i mean anything atmosphere yeah anything atmosphere right uh even felt up to the third one where aesop produced all that right uh Anything he does, and I think he only works exclusively with atmosphere, bro. Like I've I never think that's heard him. I, heard. I think I heard that in an interview, or, or it's a written interview, yeah. where he strictly. But before it was different. Before he yeah, yeah. he did shit with everyone with well, uh, with the whole rhyme series when they were younger. Yeah, hell yeah. He he made all those tapes, all that stuff. That they he did that. But once atmosphere took off with atmosphere, I think he solely does it with them. Same thing with uh, Key Cool of the Visionaries. Key Cool is a dope producer, and you know he used to be with Cosmonauts with Redmatic. Yeah. Um, and and Key Cool was a producer. Um, you know, people hit up from you know from what I've known, hit up Key Cool for for beats. Key Cool's like, I strictly mess with you know visionaries and my and my and my crew, um, and he keeps it like that. It's like, yo, I'm gonna I'm only gonna mess with the crew, and it's not in a way where it's like oh, I don't want to mess with you. I don't want to I don't want to do it. It's just it's that feeling of and being he, with your crew. And if you're successful, super successful, like an aunt or him, yeah. he doesn't need to go out there and reach. Maybe artistically, he doesn't. He's not what he vibes with. Could but be. someone like Premier, who, um, uh, you know, obviously Guru, right? And even when he was with Guru, he did stuff with other people. And when once Guru passed, it was gonna be like, well, what am I gonna do now? Yeah. Am I gonna quit being Premier or not? Because he was Premier even when Guru was alive. Like. I, from the stories that I've been able to pick up and manage that I've asked is that Guru was almost on a resentment mode that Premier was like everyone was like yo who the fuck is Premier who, what's happening he was working with everyone left and right and not that and, not, and it's not that they didn't want to uh, work with Guru but Guru's I think tone and style delivery could only be only certain people could really fuck with it and yeah. and, uh, and put it into their tracks you know like he wouldn't rap with a with a chopper and have guru on the next verse it wouldn't it wouldn't make <laughs> sense but you can get a premiere beat and have a chopper bust on it all day right right so uh it, you know it, it happens to where you can outshine the producer stuff but maybe artistically he didn't want to work with anybody else you know it could be again i mean it's, it's the whole vibe because I mean, we don't know we, we're quick to say like yo i would love to hear this rapper on this beat but you know, everyone has their own their own style, their own um, work ethic, and I know it. I know producers that say like, "No, I'm not gonna send you a beat by email. I need you to be at the studio." Yeah, you know, like uh, it, at the premieres. Those dude is one of those dudes. Who was the cookbook was telling us no about about Ev? Ev, oh yeah. yeah, you cannot leave with these beats. You can only hear right here because I think that's pretty. It, good. It's not to be oh I'm prima donna shit. It was like. This is how I work, bro. Like, tr- like, if Evident tells me, 
don't do it like this. Do it like this. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Let's do it that way. Because he knows what he's talking right, about. Yeah, exactly. Not that Cook does it, but Cook hasn't had uh, maybe the uh, the the atmosphere with Ev to know how he worked until right. he got there. Because he was almost kind of like, yo, he was like, don't fucking leave, bro. I was like, all right, I'm not going to leave. Like he, he, I don't think he went in there knowing that. Yeah. Right? That's just how creatively he works. Maybe yeah. Ev would have been like, you know what? Let me speed it up a tempo for the what you're bringing. Yeah, because let you, me I mean, fix it. Let me producers. I mean, basically, he, it's the foundation. A lyricist is not gonna tell producer this is how it's gonna sound. A producer's gonna tell you, let let me hear you sh- or let me hear a few of your rhymes, and then you mold it off of that. A good producer that cares about the art, that cares about the craft, like you and me talked about just earlier in the episode, should be like no. I'm not gonna release it for you to boost some bullshit. The producers that you buy twenty five dollars off a beat <laughs> off a YouTube, bro, they don't give a they couldn't give a fuck less. Yeah, Again, goes back to the spirit, the yeah. essence of hip hop. Do you really think the essence of hip hop was to be like twenty thousand miles away and then you give me fifty bucks and here's a beat from a guy in Thailand? It's a blessing, but it's also something that it, the, the essence is missing there. The ability, yeah. the the love to the track is is not gonna be present yeah. if you're just babysitting and sending your shit off and it's like da, 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 you know and, and it, it, the producer is as much an artist as the MC is of course and and going back I mean again going back to that that energy it reminds me of a story with uh, with Bone Thugs and Harmony so they say that uh, you know that whole they found Eazy-E blah 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 they get back to the studio and Bone Thugs and Harmony is, it was a fan of I think it was the uh, Menage a Trois or something like that mm. a, a group Ruthless yeah, Records yeah. so they're in the studio and DJ Unique, which became their producer, was like kicking them beats, right? Rhythm D was one of them, and a few others were, were producers with that that first EP. But when they met with DJ Unique, he kicked them like some, you know, quote unquote G funk. And Easy E was like, "What the fuck? How come you guys aren't feeling this?" And you know, this came out of Crazy Bone's mouth, like, "We're not feeling this." Yo, who produced that one song by Benaja Trois? That's the type of flow. And DJ DJ Unique was like. Oh, that's what you like. So he DJ Nuke said, E, take him out, whatever. You know, I might chop the, the story up a little bit. Take him out, let them go shop or eat or whatever. Come back in a minute. When they came back, DJ Unique had a bunch of beats and they were like, yo, that's what we like. Mm. Then they started vibing off of that. Mm-hmm. That vibe in the studio, knowing that MC style, knowing the, you know, because you can't have just any producer, like you said. Any producer is not just going to gonna do it for you. He can have that one banger and then what? That's it. Yeah. You know? So if, yeah. you're, if you're working, especially if you're working on an album, if you're doing one track, then, you know, whatever. And, and there comes times where, like, uh, you are at a producer's house and they'll play something like, oh, dude, this is dope. dope. I yeah. want to spit on this, right? That not, it'll happen. That that's good. Course, that's course. cool. But there's nothing like having the beat custom made to you, right? So, so one of my dreams is to like, uh, and I've and I've worked with Eddie Fico on this a couple of times. I'm like, okay, this is what I wrote. Make a beat to this. Reverse the roles, and not only will you get your muscles working again, right? Your artistic muscles. Now it's a whole different style of making music, right? A whole different way, and keeps you in in, in lyrical shape. It keeps you artistically and mentally growing, moving, and stuff. Instead of just having the same formula over. Here's a beat right. that I like. Let me go dig through it. I like it. I'm gonna write to it. It wasn't meant for you, bro. It well, the essence is not there. It's not attached to you spiritually. That's why that track is just a track. That's why that's why it's not a song. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of MCs forget that when they're in this game. They all want to spit, spit. Okay, they're spitting. They're making tracks. None of them are making songs. But your favorite artist, the reason you love them is because they were able to cross over into making a song. You know what I'm saying? That's why Atmosphere was able to move on because in Overcast, not he in, in Headshots, he gave you one or two songs. You were like, this is dope, but before spit, 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 spit. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But Slug, out of all of them, was able to deliver songs. It's a big every game. once in a while, and you were like, oh. so now Overcast drops. You're on it 100, percent and then Slug hasn't stopped since then delivering songs. I haven't heard a track from Atmosphere forever, but I've heard a thousand sl- yeah. songs that are just yeah. like boom. That reminds me. That kind of reminds me of like uh, Blueprint and Logic. It used ah. to be greenhouse effect. So Blueprint is Blueprint is an MC producer. Logic has produced some too, but Logic has some. I mean, that, some shit that'll make you cry, bro. Like third trimester, you know, uh, talking about you know the them being you know him and his girl being too young, so they had an abortion, blah blah blah, and it's like, damn, it has a grown man thinking like fuck, you yeah. know. Yeah. But again, the you can't just get a beat off the internet and be like, okay, I have a a, a sad song that might make somebody that in a sense should make somebody cry but it doesn't because the beat doesn't hug the lyrics the way it should exactly but that's where blueprint exactly. came in and be like you know let me do this blah 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 but um again producers i give a lot of credit whether i'm a purist or not but you know i'm the type of cat i have to have a physical so it's like let's say master ace is releasing an album right yeah. uh this friday i can buy it on itunes easily I'm gonna go to my 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 fucking. There's no local record stores here, right? But like Amoeba and cop the CD. Uh, Music Revolution. Music they, Revolution. They, they probably won't have it. They They've won't. changed it up. Yeah, Shout they, out to Music Revolution. It's all Revo. shirts. Yeah. But uh, they have a they have a, a, a vape store right there now too. Yeah, I've, I've been there. I've been. But um, um, <laughs> oh, Self Provoke was just there. Yeah, they did the meeting group, right? Um, yeah. but I want to have a phys- a physical CD, a cassette, or whatever, because I want to read who produced it, what sample. You know what I mean? Um. Cats like uh, Quail Chris. Going back to abstract stuff, I mean, again, this is not for everybody, but you know, Quail Chris LP. If and we're talking two thousands, right? Not LP is on some different stuff because he's getting you know run the jewels and all that. It's a little different, but LP was on point when he came out with with the whole Def Jux. His a fantastic damage album, fucking insane, bro. Uh, personally, personally. The the best produced album by LP has got to be Iron Galaxy by Cannibal Ox. But I was gonna say Cannibal Ox. Talk about we're talking abstract. Cannibal Ox, Book Sixty Five. Book Sixty Five. I mean, like there's just uh, even like a uh, Josh Martinez. Josh, that's another uh, one. Uh, they were abstract. Like someone were like Josh was a little different. Look up. Josh Martinez. Okay, stop what you're doing. Go to look at you, you, you. Yes, you. <laughs> you Don't you, turn you around. <laughs> you look stupid. No. Uh, Josh Martinez. I want to say Seattle. Pretty sure he's from Seattle. Uh, Josh Martinez took a had a stance on like envir- environmentalism. Yeah. yeah. The environment. Fuck it. Run with it. Whatever. Where he would he that but abstract flow delivery yeah. patterns and just stuff like that. Typical cats. You can kind of make Shot the down. argument that they work, you know, that and yes, very hip hop, but some Quail was weird as shit dropping over here, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's a beauty part to the abstract hip hop. Yeah. I'm with that. Um right now that you mentioned Buck sixty five, <laughs> my next my next uh producer I have a few. Yeah, so like Larange. Larange is a new a new producer. Um 
crazy insane. I'm I, I'm not gonna pick him, but he he's a dope one. Larange is a dope one. Nobody nobody is a dope producer too. He's been um, he produced for Tumex. He produced for Project Blow, Abstract Rude, and all them. Uh, check him out. Nobody. The album is called Soulmates, but nonetheless, uh, I think I'm gonna go with uh, with six two. So yeah. you know, I don't know if you ever heard of six two, yeah, right? Six two. So the album that I I Holy chose shit. is uh, Chewing on Glass and Other Miracle Cures. <laughs> now me, it got uh, to the point, bro. Like it got to the point when I'd go to record stores, right? Your head is 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 like a bank vault of just <laughs> hip hop knowledge. It, I love it, it, brother. It inspires me every time I sit down and talk to you dude it's fucking crazy see i got i got tired bro like i got tired of of <laughs> of the i think it was more like the no limit master p yeah. you know kind of covers i don't know if you've noticed that like the name the big timers and like it was all gold and a bunch of cars and you know i got tired of that yeah. so i you know i used to work at warehouse music right? yeah so i'd see where the new music comes in i yeah. put it out on display and i'd notice albums and like there was nothing on the cover or it's just a just writing and that called me for some reason. That's like, oh, let me try. It was hit or miss. You know, a good 85% of it was dope. Some of the stuff was like, eh, maybe not. But like, I found Eli, Eli and Grouch like mm. that. I found um, I found visionaries like mm-hmm. that. I found, you know, a bunch of stuff. 6-2 was one of them. I looked at it and it was, it was a, a, a half a, half a, half a face and the the cranium part was open and the brain is exposed but this is all drawing right yeah, it's yeah, not it's, yeah. you know it's just real it's weird not real. yeah 3D <laughs> real weird shit and the 62 is not graffiti but you can't hardly tell what it says yeah. so i picked it up the name alone chewing on glass and other miracle cures yeah that's just that sick. alone got me right yeah so um i put it on i was like yo this is dope where the hell have been right so you you brought up buck 65 yep. now 62 uh, is a canadian producer right um, he was part of a group called Sebitones with Buck 65. Hence why yeah. I brought it up, right? Yeah. So, um, again, uh, Chewing on Glass, Another Miracle Cures, released, I believe it was 2004. Uh, it's slower. It wasn't one that I wanted to go with. You brought up Buck 65, so I think I'm going to run with it. But the song's called uh, Box Cutter Emporium 3. So it's part three. Uh, again, Chewing on Glass, Another Miracle Cures, 2004. About to get into it. Save the Hip Hop Culture Radio. <laughs>
6-2. That was uh, off mm. the album, uh, yeah. Chewing on Glass, Another Miracle Cures, Box Cutter Emporium, Part 3, 2004. You can tell it's, you know, you were saying you can hear some Buck 65 on that. You know, it's, it's. I don't want to, that, that is abstract. It's a little different, you know. Yeah. Um, it's kind of one of those you want to zone out at night, you know doing smoking your thing maybe or whatever but <laughs> it's it's not it's not boom bap you know you're not gonna get a primo type feel for it but yeah you know it's a no i'm different. telling you I, I could definitely hear some uh see buck 65 and like uh quail and all these cats yeah, yeah. they love using like the longest possible words that they could they could find they, on that track well, and, you, and, and if anything like that's that's how i kind of flow bro like i'm trying to and people tell me like yo you got to slow down yeah i'm trying if 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 Talking about producing and lyrics, you know, like when someone shoots me a beat and I hear it's like, you know, you know, certain beats per minute or whatever. I'm trying to fit as many words as I can into one bar. Yeah. The problem is when I get on stage, I'm running out of breath. Yeah. So people are like, yo, you got you to give that. But time. I wouldn't say it was a chopper style. No. Like I wouldn't call it chopper, but you are trying to spit as many bars. No, many words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a difference. Many, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to spit as many words as you can in the 16 bars that you get. Is there's a difference, and then people, you know, they, you got to you got you when you there's easy to confuse them, but then there's also people that try to squeeze in as many bars as they can in in the track. But I see you trying to you get you want to squeeze as many words as you can in the bars. Right. That's a little complex. That's a little that's a little difficult. Yeah. Dude, so so it's for you guys to know, yeah. I just spit a little something for concepts. You did, so that's what he's talking about. It was it was hard. <laughs> it was super dope. Uh, the vocabulary has always been one thing that I've always prided myself in, especially when I when I'm rhyming. Right. Uh, I've gotten to uh, I've gotten really blessed with the stuff that I've been able to do and deliver. Uh, even though I, admittedly I'm not as active now because you know the show's taking priority. Yeah. yeah. Um. I got a call from a, a a school one time that they were going to compare one of my tracks to uh, trap trap music. Oh, and they called me and asked me if they could do that. They're like, "Hey, we you know we're running a, a course for this, this for this class. We want it was actually an email. Can, we want to use a track. It was called um, if if I'm not mistaken, it was Preemptive Revenge. Okay, right? Preemptive Revenge okay. is the name of the track, okay. and then we want to compare it to a trap song. Do we have your permission to do that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, go, go. I felt a sense of pride. Yeah, Because yeah. I was like, oh, hey, here's trap, and then here's concept. How they, how they, side note, or, or, or question. Yeah. How'd they, how they come across your music? However they come across the songs that they were coming across. That's from, dope, bro. Which to me was, I don't have anyone that's like, send, you, you'll hear now, uh, uh, some MCs will have songs that are, oh, hey, my song is appearing on... The Dexter's. Yeah. I don't have anyone. They, what they do is they sell it to a company. So a company will offer to buy them and then they'll they'll, they'll it send it out. And then shows are always looking right. for tracks. Right. So then blah, blah, blah. I don't have something like that. Mine would just be all stuff. And when I was a kid, I remember I would always, I'd have a, di a medical dictionary and I'd have like a regular dictionary at the source and I would try to write and I would look up words that be that would rhyme <laughs> with the scheme and Dude, that's how complex it was. So my vocab has always been strong, even too much. I think I'm sure, like what your what your friends were telling you, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, someone told me the New York Times is written for intellectuals, right? The New York, the New York Times is written for intellectuals, but sometimes uh, your in your vocabulary, you can you get lost. And what uh, you know, it's hard to keep up with your vocabulary for the name layman person. And to me, it was like, I'm not trying to confuse you. I've just always considered that to be super dope. But my style has never been fast like yours. Mm. Da -da 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 -da. Mine's never been that. Mine's always been. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, my flow's always been different. It's always been like cannabis slug space, right? When yours is like. Well, and I got. I mean, don't 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 get it twisted though. Like, I that's that's one style I do. Yeah. I like I like touching. You know, like the second little piece that I that I hit you off with, which. To me, like I'll, I used to, I, I used to be a battle rapper, right? And I can get real grimy, like, nah, you know. But it got to the point where like everyone was, I don't want to say destructive, but just mean on the mic. Like, I'm gonna grab your head, blah 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 blah, cannabis style, Chino XL style. So I thought, okay, how can I be deadly without having to scream at the top of my lungs and tell you that I'm gonna, you know, perforate your lungs yeah. with this pencil or whatever? You know what I mean? <laughs> so then I thought, like, my 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 words. So it's you know. Uh, I'm not gonna say it right now, but you know, I want to keep it a secret. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. you know, just little tongue twisters, not not so much, um, not so much a chopper style. Yeah, but just tongue twisters and and shit takes a lot of practice too, bro. Because I even, can even, imagine. Yeah, I, you know, right now when I was spitting to you, yeah. you know, my tongue just kind of didn't say yeah. that word, and it's yeah. like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get ready. When I used to go to the to the studio, people were like, bro, like hurry up, like come on, it's yeah. like I got if if one little piece is wrong, no, I want to enunciate every word good, right? But I have different styles, bro, and I'm sure yeah. like, like you do too. Like there's, it's it's not always yeah, yeah, but but always you could I've I've always the one thing that I've always pride myself in being able to do and that I love in my artists is. They'll spit you some love songs, whatever, but they don't let you forget that they can spit you while doing it. it. Oh, yeah. So it was that oh, and yeah. um, imagery. So my one thing that I've always been very happy with and that I always love when I read them a poem or I'm reading a book or something is the imagery. So I always like to to deliver the lyrics in a form of imagery. I'll give you an example. Uh, choose a style, any style. I'll push them by the piles. I got them neatly filed in 50-foot filing cabins that stretch out 40 miles. <laughs> so pick a style, any style. I push them by the pile. I got them neatly filed in 50-foot filing cabinets that stretch out 40 <laughs> miles. So it's like, in, I like painting that little picture. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, uh, the wordplay. It's not rhyming at the end of each bar. You're rhyming in between, yeah. but at the same time painting a picture. And then, and then I do have simple ones that rhyme at the end of the word, at the end of the sentence that are, and then some I write intentionally like that. I'm like, okay, no, no, I'm going to try to do this different style of, of, uh, of composing a track with these words. But if the beat doesn't lend itself to that, you can't force it. Of course it. not. It'll look ridiculous. Of course not. One right. of my favorite producers is Stoop, the enemy of mankind. Boom. So the reason that I chose Stoop is because not only uh, uh, Stoop is 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 the the producer for Jedi Mind Tricks. We yeah. all, we right. uh, Mind Tricks. He's also worked with Cannabis. He's also worked with a R.A. the Rugged Man. He's worked with uh, Diabolic. He's worked with all the artists that kind of have the same energy, but his beats lend themselves for you to be able to do what you want with them even though there might not be like a raw aggressive beat uh you, you coming raw and aggressive on it sounds super dope which is what jedi mind tricks does best right like a beat you wouldn't think of but Vinny pass would come in in some shit uh let me see if i can find it hold on give me one minute i'm gonna all right okay so i got it we had to do the research the track that i'm gonna present to you exhibit a Stoop the Enemy of Mankind, Jedi Mind Tricks. This is off the album Violent by Design. Great fucking album. Amazing. Great fucking album. Did Jedi Mind Tricks, I, I, I like Vinny as Jedi Minds more than I like Vinny by himself, by himself? on his solo stuff. Question. Yeah. And I ask, because Jedi Mind has like a cult following, right? I, 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 you know, 
atmosphere, uh, slug, and all that. There's like a cult following for those type of uh, groups. Jedi Mind is one of them, you know, like Psycho Realm and all that. Um, th- and this is my personal opinion. Like, Violent by Design, love it. Classic album. Their, their, uh, their debut album, remember their debut album? Uh, yeah. It was, I uh, can't remember the name of it, but it's a long-ass name. Okay. However, the style that, the de- that they deliver on their debut album is completely different. They were kids, bro. No, but no, no, no. And I, I get it. It was that. like nineteen. No, no, no. I get that. 18, uh, the psychosocial, chilling. chemical, biological, something or other, right? That's the name of the album, right? <laughs> Again, yeah. When I, when I heard that album, it was yeah. like, holy shit! They're talking about the Bible and they're talking about like ancient times, blah, blah. And then when they came with uh, "By the By Design," I was like, oh wait. Now he's like his voice is different. Vinny Paz's voice is different. He's more on the battle, like I'm gonna fuck you up type stuff. What style? To you, mm-hmm. talking about Jedi. Well, do you like uh, the so the the first album that you're talking about, the yeah. Bala, blah blah blah. The, uh, <laughs> that it would be like Atmospheres, uh, Overcast, perfect. And said. this would be more like their Lucy Ford. So once they they got out that the fact that they were rapping and they they let out that and they picked up an audience. Like I said, they stopped making tracks and they start delivering songs. I think, and also Vinny was super young. So it was a kid, dude. They were like nineteen. So by yeah, the second, ninety seven or something like that. So or? by the second track, by the second CD, there must have been he must have been twenty maybe. Now he's maturing and getting older, and then he's all they basically kept the same style all the way through. Yeah, now yeah, yeah. on a Jedi Mind Tricks album, on a Vinny Pass album, it's give or take good songs, a lot of repetition because it's always a, it's similar, the same thing, and even Jedi Mind Tricks went through a phase where. Uh, Just the Law uh, had a voice change in the middle of dropping tracks and even like four years ago when they were still a group like his voice was no it was like before it wasn't like that you know so uh, but to me they had a little falling out too yeah oh there's a a whole story behind that but I want to get to the bottom of that I want to figure I want to figure that out cool cool. (laughs) Uh, so the track that I chose to to uh uh, my so my second producer would be Stoop the Enemy of Mankind. The song is I Against I, uh, featuring Planetary of Outer Space, and this is a Jedi Mind Tricks off of the uh, Violent by Design album, Save the Hip Hop Culture Radio. <laughs> Educating in my territorial, get torn Heavenly arm with 70 bombs That'll blast divine Like the heavenly song, your men will be gone If they explore my deepest thought I beat hearts in two, then ask demons for chalk I'm dreaming the star, MC's in the dark I walk, blindfolded, the mind's golden Watch how you talk, my style is an art Recognize lyrical purity All hell breaks loose, like I'm all with no security The dopest vocalist, with my third eye I focus where I proceed Flow with the speed of an indie motorist It's more to this than wasted, shiny Chains and bracelets, I hear tracks, my tongue wait for the brains to blaze it. Amazing, angelic, tell it to your people. Mike, Mike, come on, yo, do we feel 
Philadelphia's like the sun, cause we shine with rhymes. The underground is like the moon, you only see us at times. And at times, we're like skies where the stars recline. Jedi mind out of space, coincide combined. Underground is like the moon, you only see us at times. And at times, we're like skies where the stars recline. Jedi mind out of space, coincide combined. Draw poems, bury your body in catacombs. Rip your soul from your limbs like brims from Jim Jones. In the twilight zone, we disperse cowards. Vampires that stalk Earth on reverse hours. Night calls, we talk at your facade. My latitude is gone. Darts out my jaws, leave eternal scars. You're left breathing out of tube straws by the marksman. Harnessing tights for the mollison and charlatan. Raps will make you parallax. My domain has power to block synapse inside veins. War shots fight off by the army tight warlocks. Devil's plan is to have you drip in the Clorox. Beast deceiving us, ways devious. Possessing my peace, the walk streets were stolen heat like Prometheus. Elements rushing you back to hell again. Philadelphians crush your skeleton to fucking gelatin. Philadelphia's like the sun, cause we shine with rhymes. The underground is like the moon, you only see us at times. And at times, we're like skies where the stars recline. Jedi mind out of space, coincide and combine. Philadelphia's like the sun, cause we shine with rhymes. Underground is like the moon, you only see us at times. And at times, we're like skies where the stars recline. Jedi mind out of space, coincide Don't ever come at me with war. I've severed scores of orators. Rappers fall on the all fours like minotaurs. When Jedi mind and the planetary be ominous. We stand one step above you like a pharmacist. With ominous, detonate the bomb. Heads dread, hallucinogenics in Vietnam. I spit a song, create bombs like an Iraqi. Swear on the Bible and then lie to us, lazy askies. Assault and battery. Battle me, that'll be with split you. Store enormous amounts of energy in the crystal weaver will constrict you. The gods are militant. You faggots couldn't go to left like you were zipping You ignorant, your whole clique is splitting high. You stepping on law path and face along. By design, Jedi Matrix. Almost me- melodic. Dun, 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 dun. And then he could have done it in piano, but he did it in like a high pitch. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 which gives it almost like a children's story type exactly, vibe. But what we notice is in between the, the verses, he doesn't let that finish. He goes, dun, 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 and then into dun, it interrupts. It's not until you hit the chorus that he find. He understands the the. That's gonna 
kind of catch her because you're subconsciously you're picking up the tunes and it and then it interrupts so you're like paying it, it, attention to it again yeah it kind of keeps the mind just like until like, oh, what happened there like until they get the chorus where you can finish that's how a, a, a producer is painting something for right so he's like uh, without words, he's making a, an entire. That's a song within a song that exactly. you can write a song exactly. to, right? But what we were saying is that uh, you could you could come a hundred different ways to that beat. You can come with some. You could have made a dope love song to that. You could because it'll fit. I mean, it'll you, fit. Have be, you have to be a good lyricist, but it'll fit it'll fit the, the storyline. You line. can hear a dope, a dope love song, or you can hear like a storytelling track. But they spit bars over it, and they were like, "Never come at me with whoa, Solomon, no, a hundred toll." Like you, you were like, "Who?" You know. Stepping on the last path, you face the last round. What? <laughs> like you hear some raw yeah, hardcore uh, shit. <laughs> I have no words to do. And I'll... that's the beauty of producers, the unspoken heroes of hip hop. That a good producer gives you a track, a song that's already completed, but you're able to write a new song on top of that. Right. And that's when you. That's the kind of producer that makes songs with people and artists. The caliber of Jedi Mind Tree, the caliber of atmosphere, the caliber, the, the beat itself, the instrument itself is a beauty. Now, here's a, an artist that I trust enough, compose some lyrics to it, boom, there it well, is. See, and then you got producers too. I'm not talking about Stoop in this case, but there's producers that will just loop a bass line, a few strings, and the thing is the same, the exact same shit for three minutes. And it's boring. You know, it's boring. It, it can, it's it repetitive. Could, it, could, it could get entertaining once you throw some lyrics on it, but nonetheless, uh, it, the lyrics have to be hardcore. Yeah. To be like, all right, you you kind of dismiss the beat, but if you have a beat, and like you said, it, it something interrupts it, and 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 I kind of I kind of call it like you know you're walking down the street and you trip. Um, LP did that in like early 2000 with like a lot of Cannibal Lock stuff or his own stuff where like the beat is kicking and then a snare comes in when normally the, the kick drum would come in or the kick drum comes in when normally a snare would come in or a hi-hat uh, and it almost like like you're walking and almost like you lose your step or like someone that doesn't know how to keep you know their, their two-step when they're dancing like you, you do a three step instead of a two. Like whoa, like what? But it still comes back on beat. Yeah, yeah. You know, my I said it before. My wife's call, my wife calls that scrambled, scrambled eggs. eggs. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like yo, hell yeah, it does. It, it makes it. Yeah. Uh, no, but so a good producer can be told, and a good song, good lyrics is good. Everything. You know, we'll give you a few examples. Yep. Stand alone is the track something that you want to listen to. When I heard this Jedi Mind Tricks tracks, first, not only was I, this is super dope. The beat is super dope. Yeah. The beat is super original, super dope. The lyrics on top of it are super dope. Super. Dope. Now you have someone like Fifty Cent. <laughs> alone, if you were to hear Fifty Cent rap alone with no beat behind it, you'd be thinking this is the most garbage thing in the world. Put a Drake beat behind it. There yeah. you go. And then you got it. Then you got it. And then you can get further into his biggest hit, like in the club, written by Lloyd Banks, produced by Dr. Drake. How's that 50 cents track? Because he verbalized what somebody else wrote on a beat that someone else made. Like, then you start losing the spirit and and it's just artistically, it's just not there. But you can listen to that Jedi Mind Tricks. I got the uh, Jack the Rapper, Jack the Rapper, Rip the Jacker by Cannabis. Cannabis. The instrumentals. And I can listen to those all day. Stoop, just dude. And I can listen to Biz Spit. I can pull it. And it, boom. 
dope. That's how you know. It brings up another good point. Um, I want to say I've said this before, but Jay Live said four out of five MCs, no, four, four out of five DJs agree that a whack MC, whack MC still kills a dope beat and a whack ass beat still spoils a dope rhyme like a whack ass song could ruin a good time. Ooh. Right? And wait, who was it? Uh, J Live. It's a song called All of Y'all by uh, oh, it's on the, the D, uh, JS1 uh, claim stake. I, I gotta hear the, that. It's dope. That's, it's about, dope. Actually, that's a fucking tattoo, bro. It's yeah, a tattoo. That is dope, bro. Shit. It was dope. And actually, I thought of doing putting it on you know, a little yeah, tattoo, like, but it's, a chest piece. It's, it's dope. And it's true because you can have an ill lyricist, cannabis, let's yeah. say, but has some mediocre production, which some of his albums were. And I think that kind of where his it, it might have hurt his career. Right. Mind you, come rip the jacker. Incredible. Stoop came in and just like because not only did was Biz had to, not only was did Stoop understand? Okay, cannabis is cannabis. Stoop, uh, cannabis understood. All right, Stoop is Stoop. I have to. I have to they come both up. They had to match it up. And, and and I don't know. To me, it to me it doesn't sound like anything that I would have heard. Jedi Mind Tricks on so much. Oh, oh no, it's especially that album. So maybe I don't want to say that were his throwaways because they were super dope. But I'm sure that uh I'm sure I'm sure the Jedi had a priority to the beats, or I don't know what maybe not. Maybe he composed it entirely for Biz and one and Biz yeah. came to him with an idea and like they had a mentality. Because there was something behind there was a it wasn't a concept album, but it was an album that introduced Je- uh Rip the Jacker to the audience and it had to be that dope and cannabis has dope beats but sometimes the beats can be yeah i mean okay so you got to understand and not just with cannabis chino xl there's some tracks where it's like ah oh, the rhyme like his his lyricism is insane and i think we talk about chino xl and cannabis a lot i don't want you guys to think like Yo, we we're do, jocking we them but we, we really do but no it's i mean let's you know let's just an ill lyricist right yeah. You you can come off hard as hell, but if your beats don't match, or or probably even go a little bit above what your energetic approach is, it's not gonna have that feeling. You're not gonna have a Chino XL track, you know, like Batman Bible. I think that 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 beat is fucking perfect because it, it feels like um, philanthropic. It feels like mm-hmm. you know medieval. That the beat in kind of engulfs you as you listen to it. It surrounds you. It's just a it's a deep dark tone to that beat and then him with a bad man's bible yeah, yeah. Well, it, 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 feels, it sounds like it's orchestra you got like yeah. you know he uh, paints his imagery with his tone with his lyrics and with the beat it paints this energy and then he can take it to a completely different track where he'll do the same completely different feeling completely right. different place yeah. and that's a beauty of a producer right that's Producers a beauty. Are, so I, I i even think i know we're gonna cut it but yeah. i i even think production because producers i mean it goes down to sampling record digging i mean that that's that's an element within itself oh for sure so finding the right loop or finding the right break finding the right sample for the right mc i mean there's 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 different branches that that come out of this one tree yeah you can go different routes i i i i think producing could should be its own element in hip-hop same here and it's not it's it's somewhere in between DJing and and uh, and MCing. Yeah, it's 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 kind of grandfathered in, but that should be an element for itself, 100%. bro. You know what I'm 100%. saying? And nowadays, everyone has their own. You know, you know. Uh, I don't want to say the name, but 
Yeah, fuck it. Karis one says, oh. uh, you know, oh. Uh, yeah, oh, uh-oh. he says um, he doesn't care. You know, fashion. I said I don't care. <laughs> shit, I'm gonna be on the tabloids. Uh, but you know, fashion is an element. I wouldn't call fashion an element. Sub element, eh, maybe. But nowadays, people throw in, you know, elements here. No, and there. fashion falls more into the lifestyle. lifestyle. The, but an, an element, an element, something you can engage in. Uh, and contribute because you what are you contributing with your fashion? Is that really clothing line? I wouldn't, yeah, yeah I, but I wouldn't call that hip hop. That's yeah. more like uh, your entrepreneurship skills, and he wants that to be its own element right, too. Right. But if you the five like water, earth, water, these are the five elements of hip hop. I get it, but producing I think got very much forgotten yeah. because again the DJ wasn't the MC was the the main and then the DJ and it, so I think pretty much forgotten to be added because it's. The second most important thing on a song. Well, what are you going to do? First, take and, and I'm I'm going to take it back. Without the DJ, there would be no MC. Without the DJ, there would no there would be no producer. If there's no producer or DJ, where's the MC? So and you can you can rearrange those because without the producer, what is the DJ scratching? And right, without. Exactly. And exactly. without the without the MC, well, what is the DJ? I mean, like, there's you can move those you can around, but them, right. but producing is as much important as MCing, as DJing, as breakdancing, as graffiti, as anything. So Word you get I, that's my vote. When I when I run things, I'm gonna add that sixth element. Uh, well, the fifth, it. the fifth you element. I'm voting for concept. <laughs> so, Sector, thank you for yeah. coming through again. Appreciate you, bro. Thank me for uh, coming me back for me. I'm thinking myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank it's yourself. Odd. It's odd. Hell yeah. Allow it's always, myself it's to a, thank it's myself. It's always a blessing to be here and be able to do this, brother. Thank you, thank you. So we'll be back next week. We don't know what the topic is. Yeah. Organic, at, baby. Organic. At, at Wake the Flock Up, at Save the Hip Hop Culture on Instagram. Comment on the pictures, follow us, and uh, let us know what you want to hear. What's the next topic? We're thinking about doing Wack MCs. Wack MCs. Right? Because we do praise the 90s uh, uh, hip hop. We do. Yeah. But there was a lot of Wack 90s shit. We might, we might just do that next week. Just, Del- just Delafunk conversation. You heard that song, Wack MC? Yeah. No, that's not, that's not Delafunk conversation. He, uh, no, oh, I thought he you were saying he was it. in town because, you know, uh, uh, Deltron is coming in town. Oh, don't tell me that, yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. Come on, bro. Yeah, concept song. Come on, son. All right. All right. That's too much. But uh, Deltron is coming to town. So, uh, Del, another abstract MC that kind of do both a little bit. Del's insane. So, for Sector 3, Sector 3, at Save the Hip Hop Culture, follow us on Twitter too. Give them your Twitter. Uh, Twitter is actually, uh, it's it's Mexica B Boy. Yeah. It's M E X I K A B Boy. Yeah. Um, I did it. And didn't think I was gonna get followers, and now it's like oh, I gotta stick with it. So yeah. that's that's what it's at. Yeah. And, and you Facebook. know, we, we do all this shit that me and Sector do. We do a, a lot of it by ourselves. Sector does have a street team and stuff to help him, right. but it, a lot of the managing the page and that stuff. So we try to be as active as we can, but we do still have a show to produce, stuff to do. So we do our best. So just kind of have patience with us. Follow us on the Instagram at Wake the Flock Up, Save the Hippoculture. Let us know what topics you want to hear next. Maybe you somebody in town that you guys know that you want to interview. Yeah, yeah. Have it, 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 what you future. like, what you don't like. I mean, obviously, this is this is for you guys. Oh, our, it, our main yeah. focus is the youth. Obviously, this podcast is just we just do it. I just do it. I we try do it to keep up at an hour and a half, but we oh, because we just have so much to say. Bro. I can it's sit here much. talking forever. I talk to my cousin Joe, and I'm like, bro, you got to come down to one of the shows. Yeah, because that maybe you know what I might I might have him I might interview him. My cousin, okay. because him and I grew up. I mean, you know what? Well, fuck that. We're gonna have that, Joe. That's what's saying. Uh, you're 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 on well, this next one. Well, let brother. me say this right now. You see these two here. Yeah. And this is all mechanics, but I'm gonna grab them. They can fit four. Cool. 
and I'm working on that. And then, right. and then you you remove this clip and you put onto, and then you can add two more. So up to six. So we can have fucking uh, all hieroglyphics. Yeah, we have a whole hieroglyph. Right. We have fucking cool. visionaries. Cool. <laughs> Shout out to Two Max. Yeah. Hey, oh, Two Max, get well, brother. He's been doing good, bro. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, he's yeah. been. He's he's. <laughs> hope man. he gets better. Man, it's crazy. Uh, get healthy. Thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, we're here every Thursday. Thursday. So uh, wake the flock of .net. Go and you check out the prior episodes. We are on SoundCloud. We're gonna be on iTunes for the summer, so look out for that. Uh, and then we're everywhere. We're look looking for our stickers. Look for our events. See us. Give us some love. Uh, thank you for the support. So for Sector Three, for Save the Hip Hop Culture Radio, for Save the Hip Hop Culture uh, Instagram, uh, for Wake the Flock Up, Wake for real hip hop everywhere. This is Concept Seven One Four and Sector Three. three. Save the Hip Hop Culture. Baby. You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network.